Amen. Amen. First, in giving honor to God, the head of my life. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. This never gets old standing here, coming into his presence, knowing that he brought me from the outer court to the inner court. And every time I'm up here, it's like the holies of holies. I'm nervous. My heart is beating because I'm before him to speak on his behalf. I'd like to thank my pastor for the opportunity. I'm truly grateful and appreciative for you don't have to do what you do in allowing me to preach the word of God, sharing your pulpit. I'm truly gracious from the bottom of my heart. Congratulations for 17 years. For it ain't been easy. 17 tears, 17 nights walking, pacing the floor, seeking guidance from the Almighty. I'd like to thank my wife and my family for being here. But Pastor and Reggie, all week long and since this pandemic has taken place, there has been a song in my heart. Now, it's not one of those contemporary songs. You know, I'm just an old country boy that likes that gospel, that old gospel. And I remember the BTUs. I don't, I don't know about you. I, I, I remember the old sisters teaching us. In, in, in case y'all don't know, at, at 45, we don't come to church, but we have church. A lot of people like going to church, but here, we like having church. We like praising the Lord. I remember one of those old sisters broke out with a song like this. If you can, follow along with me, Reggie. Let Jesus lead you. Let Jesus lead you. Let Jesus lead you all the way, all the way from earth to heaven. Let Jesus lead you all the way. He's a mighty God. What you know about that? He's a mighty good leader. Yes, he is. He's a mighty good leader. All the way. All the way from earth to heaven. Let Jesus lead. to sign this. Do Lord, do Lord, Lord remember me. Oh, do Lord, do Lord, Lord remember me. 
break out with this. When I'm sick and I can't get well, Lord, remember me. Oh, when I'm sick and I can't get well, Lord, remember me. When I'm sick and I can't get well, Lord, remember me. Oh, do Lord, remember me. Okay, 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 okay. Do Lord, do Lord, Lord, remember me. Oh, do Lord, do Lord, Lord, remember me. Is that all right? Him in. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I feel good this morning. Oh, yes. Let us pray. Oh, gracious and mighty God, ruler and maker of heaven and earth, the beginning, the end, the first, the last. We come right now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, asking you to forgive us of things we may have said, done, a thought that was not like thee, nor acceptable to thy divine and holy will. We're asking, Father, that you cleanse us and wash us in the precious blood of Jesus. Open our ears and our hearts that we may receive, Lord. But most of all, that we may hear, Lord, with a listening ear, Lord. Keep us, Lord, from all hurt, harm, and danger, seen and seen. We thank you, Lord, that thou hast protected us from the pestilence and the arrow. Thou hast been good to us, better than we have been to ourselves. Continue, Lord, to pour out thy blessings upon us for it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray and ask according to John 14 verses 13 and 14 in Jesus name we pray amen today with this teaching moment this 45th teaching moment I want to talk to you today from a subject dealing with are you guilty or not guilty of being a Christian? Are you guilty or not guilty of being a Christian? And we will discover this through the thought of, are you a fan, a follower of Jesus Christ? Our scripture for tomorrow, this morning will come from the book of John, 
chapter 10, verse 27. Let you get your Bibles together. Let me encourage you to open your Bibles, not the Bible app. The world has made it and technology has made it more easier for us. But there are some things we need to go back to. When you open your Bible and you got to flip them pages, it's more you can get out of it. So I want to encourage you that. John 10, 20 and 27 reads, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I want you to key in on, they follow me. They follow me. Majority of believers of God today classify themselves as Christians. That means I'm talking about one third of the earth's population has declared themselves as followers of Jesus Christ. The son of God, the one who died for our sins and rose on the third day, the one who redeemed us back to our heavenly father, this Jesus but are you a fan or a follower of Jesus is the question. What is a fan? Well, I looked it up for you. And according to Webster, a fan is someone who has a strong interest in or admiration for a particular person or thing. For example, you can be a fan of Michael Jordan, a fan of LeBron James, or some other famous person in the world. Who are you a fan of? Everybody, I think, is a fan of something or someone. Now, in being a fan of Michael Jordan or LeBron James, that means that you like the way he plays basketball. Or maybe you like his professionalism off the court. You know, LeBron James done picked up FAMU. So, 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 so we, we got some FAMU graduates that's happy because they, they like what he's doing because he's bringing more publicity to them. Chris Paul has also adopted uh, 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 HBCU. I understand, so he has gotten some fans. But just because you like his game and the way he works does not mean that you model the way you live, act, and think based on what he says. You are not following him. You just admire him. You are a fan. So what is a follower? Well, according to Webster, a follower is someone who supports a particular person, who supports a cause or an activity. It is one who 
follows the opinions and teachings of another. So when it comes to being a Christian, I want to attach this, the Christian fan can have a strong interest and an admiration for Jesus, but still follow many other things and not acknowledge him and him only. Hit me now. They have a strong admiration and strong interest. Yes, I love Jesus and all that. But when it comes to acknowledging him and following him, they just ain't going to do it. The book of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Understand, Christian fan, you, 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 you love Jesus, but, but when it comes to, to leaning to thine own heart, there's some things you done made up in your mind that you're going to do. There used to be a time where I remember where people had the bracelets and the shirts that said, what would Jesus do? WWJD. What, 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 what I'm remiss of is that they only knew, know of Jesus, but they don't have a personal relationship. They know of him, but they don't know him. Now a follower is also a fan having a strong interest, interest and admiration for Jesus. But the difference is that the fan, that the follower, he or she follows Jesus' teachings and implements them into his or her daily life. In other words, I live, move, and have my being because of him. I'm acknowledging him. I'm trusting him. I'm not going to lead to my own understanding. Why? Because my emotions and feelings will get involved. And, and I've been instructed, I've been encouraged not to make decisions based on how I feel or my emotions. But make them based on the word of God. What does Jesus say? What would Jesus do? Fans of Jesus like him. Actually, many of them love him. They love that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose again conquering death and hell, and that he redeemed us back to our Heavenly Father. So preacher, what's wrong with that? If I believe in all that, there is nothing wrong with that. We should love all the things and many more things about Jesus. But that is the issue for many, the admiration and the love for the many things that Jesus has done is as far as it goes. Many people have taken the love of what Jesus has done and made it into a religion. He is their savior who saves the day or their genie who grants them their heart's desire. In other words, he's the superman of their life. He flies in. Say the day and then you expect him to fly off. Or he's the genie in Aladdin. You, you, you want to rub him. And say, Lord, I, I, I want this. 
And, and miraculously, he just give it. So the believer of today live their lives believing that all they have to do is just believe in Jesus. And that is what makes them a Christian. Somehow believing that they are a finished work. That there is nothing else left to do except believe and wait for his return. Nothing else is required of me. I come to serve, you notice, understand believing is just the beginning. It is the starting point that leads you into following Jesus. And simply believing alone is not enough to satisfy our Christian responsibility. He has required more of us. But this is the mindset which creates a fan and not a follower of Jesus Christ. Why? Because majority of people have been taught their whole life to just believe in Jesus and not follow him. And this is the issue that must be resolved today. For we are required to follow him. Let me ask you a question. Have you read or heard about when Jesus, was, when he walked this earth, how he gathered his disciples, calling them and telling them to follow him? In the word of God found in Matthew 4, 18 through 22, it says this. Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. And he saith unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It says, and they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from this, he saw other two brethren. James, the son of Zebedee and his brother. In a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Did you hear followed him? He been calling us, done called us. We answer, hi, I'm here. Like a hard-haired child. Ma'am, but never come. I understand, my, my pastor mama could have Andre! Ma'am, but he ain't moved. Cast a note, ma'am, but I ain't moved. It only becomes an issue when our parents got to show up and say, didn't you hear me? Carly, why didn't you come and see what I want? Understand, they followed Jesus, and he taught them how to be followers. Don't don't, don't miss this. They followed Jesus. If you follow Jesus, he'll teach you how to be a follower. They did not just believe in him and then turn and go back to their own way of life. 
as some has came and accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, but then have not followed him, but went back to living their life, smoking and drinking and gambling and partying and everything, there has not been an inward change. All you have professed, but there's a walk required of you. Now the apostles, they followed him and became his apostles. Living as he taught them to live, they went from fan to follower. So, a fan can believe in all the things about Jesus and still not follow his teachings or him. A fan loves him with his or her mouth than with his or her heart. Well, Reverend, where is that found at? Uh, I had to really search the scriptures because we only knew the one that's found in Matthew. So God took me to the book of Isaiah and Ezekiel. And I'm going to read them to you. I know she's going to put them up for you. But in Isaiah 29 and 13, he says this, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of man, of men. Ezekiel 33 and 31 says, And they came unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as many people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they shew, shew much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. You care about more things other than God. You don't mind coming into his house, sitting down on his pews. You, you, you don't mind wasting his time. You just want to say, I went to church. But, 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 but you love something else. The one that you're familiar with in Matthew 15, and it says, that Jesus said, this people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. We're not talking about sinners this morning. We're talking about the body of Christ, the believers, those who have confessed and professed him. Many Christians believe that just believing in Jesus is the most important thing. But Jesus says something different. I want to help you this morning to become a follower and not a fan. John 14 and 15, Jesus says this, if you love me, keep my commandments. 14 and 21, he says, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself unto him. He also says in John 14, 23 and 24, he says, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. 
And the word which he hears is not mine, but the Father which sent me. So for those who think just believing is all it is, more is required. So therefore, another difference between a fan and a follower of Jesus Christ is a follower believes him and follows his words and commands and by doing so, showing his or her love for Jesus. But a fan believes him too, but does not follow his commands or his words, showing that he or she does not love him even though he or she has declared it out of their mouth. This is what religion has done to the church and the world of today. People are just focusing on believing in what Jesus did on the cross, but they are overlooking one of the main scriptures found in James 2, 14 through 26. I'll read a couple of them. He says, What doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works? He asks a simple question. Can faith save him? He gives an example. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of food, and one of you say unto them, one of you Christian people, depart in peace, be ye warm and feel, notwithstanding that ye give them not those things which are needed to the body. What doeth it profit? He says this, even so faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. Your faith cannot stand on its own, but it, it has to be accomplished by its buddy works. I know you say, uh, uh, you, but, but you believe, but verse 19 said, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. He said, The devils also believe and tremble. They, they tremble, but they don't do. They haven't done what God said. And I ain't going to do it. The last verse says this. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Understand that faith without works is dead, meaning that people are living their lives through their faith, but their works don't show their faith. Their works show more of a world of worldly doctrines, of do what you want, than do what Jesus said, which is follow him. Hear me and hear me good, brothers and sisters. Jesus has called us and told us to follow him. This is the standard for all believers. We are called to action. Showing our faith through our works. Works is action. You're doing something. To declare that you love him and not follow him is a love that is not proven. 
A law that is not proven when you declare something but don't do it. For example, if a man say he loves his wife, but is cheating on her, shows that he don't love her, but that he loves self and other things more than her. So understand you can love Jesus with your mouth. But your actions being your words always, your works always speak louder. In some Bibles like mine, Jesus' words and commands are written in red. But how, but how often do you take notice of what's written in red? And how often do you apply them to your life on a daily basis? What are his commands? What are his words? What are his saying? I got some examples. A few, I'll give you a couple. Matthew 5, 44 and 48. Jesus say this, But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Only a follower can do this. Why? That you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and the good and he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For he said, for if you love them which love you, what reward do you have? If you salute only those who salute you, Verse 48, he says, but be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Now, I'm not asking you to be earthly perfect. Because no one is without error. But I am encouraging you all to be heavenly perfect. Like our heavenly Father, according to the word of God. The standard that is required of Jesus' followers is a heavenly one and not an earthly one. And one which only can be accomplished by the follower and not the fan of Jesus. See, when we, when we look back over our lives and, and if we're talking about civil rights, this is why the African-American Christian must forgive them. This is why the Jew must forgive the Nazis. I understand if you are following God, if you are following Jesus, then understand you are required to live above everything else. You are required to look beyond the fault and see the need. That's why he said, if you don't forgive, I ain't going to forgive you. But Lord, they did this to me. They did. If you my child, forgive. When I'm talking about being perfect, I have given you the ability to forgive your abuser, to forgive your user. Because that show that you're my child. That show that you just like me. That shows that you're following me. Change is not easy or an easy thing to do. But it is possible. 
And it comes from a sincere desire within one's heart when making the decision to follow Jesus. The question is, are you following Jesus? This is not a question I can answer for you, but for myself only. I'm not without error, for there are days when I struggle with my walk with Christ. And there have been times when I have reacted to my flesh, when someone came at me the wrong way. And there have been times when I've wanted to live in ignorance rather than truth just because it seems easier. But I always go back to the beginning when I first came to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. When I heard him call me to come and follow him through the voice of the preacher. I came just as I was and I'm still coming today. Understand, I'm still following. Jesus is still calling people to come and follow him. Just like the apostles, just like me, just like my pastor and others follow us. You can go from being a fan of Jesus to being a follower. In closing, I give you this poem written by Langston Hughes entitled Live Your Creed. It reads, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. I'd rather one walk with me than just show the way. The eye is a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Advice may be misleading, but examples are always clear. And the very best of teachers are the one who live their creed. For to see good put into action is what everybody needs. I can soon learn to do it if you let me see it done. I can watch your hand in motion, but your tongue too fast may run. The lectures you deliver may be very fine and true, but I'd rather get my lesson by observing what you do. For I may misunderstand you and the fine advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. If you're a follower of Jesus, then what you do before people matter. What you say matter. What you think matter. He has told us and instructed us how we are to carry ourselves, for we are children of his. We are followers of his. We are his sheep. My sheep. My sheep. Hear my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. May God bless you. 
and keep you. It's the prayer of 45th Street Baptist Church. Amen. Amen.